Hey guys, this is your host Ruman and you have tuned into Life Happens for Real podcast where our primary focus is to search for stories from around the world to help people who are grappling with a similar situation. I feel today's episode is going to be a really special one. On the show I have with me Firdaus Majid, the first Kashmiri to speak on my podcast. I think people were telling me that you know you bring more Kashmiris on the podcast and so here we have one. So today's episode is a really special one. Firdaus is a mother of two, a homemaker, a postgraduate in English literature. She has worked in different fields before settling down to be a full-time homemaker. Her elder daughter is 16 and her younger daughter is 6 who is d- diagnosed with cerebral palsy. So she says that after her birth she was surprised to see how naive people around her were and how isolated parents of kids with special needs feel. And her main aim is to create awareness around her, you know, about cerebral palsy. And she she further adds that she wants to do a course in special education to help people who need it. So yeah. So let's without further ado, let's welcome her to the show. Welcome to the show Firdaus. How are you? Yeah, hi, thank you. I'm doing well. And I feel blessed to have, you know, found you and your podcast uh, to talk about things that uh, are close to my heart and to create I, a little awareness around. I think I feel even more blessed to have you, seriously. And before thank we you. actually talk about anything, I think I appreciate your presence and moreover I appreciate your courage to come forward and talk about it because I know it's not very easy to talk about such stuff. and that too you know in, when it goes public so yeah i really appreciate your presence today yeah thank you so much and uh, that's my goal actually to you know make feel more comfortable to talk about this mm-hmm. because uh, uh, till now what i felt what i saw around was that it was a taboo to you know yeah. talk about having a child with special needs. needs so that is what my main aim is to change that it should never be a taboo people should be able to talk about their problems freely mm-hmm. without being judged yeah yeah when it comes to kashmiri society is more of a taboo yes of course there is in fact the video that you saw of me uh, on the world disability uh, day yeah uh, a lot of people actually uh, told me that why did i have to you know uh, talk about my child uh-huh, being uh-huh. Uh, disabled openly uh-huh. um, yeah. so i mean you it, could, it, it is there you could have seen this coming you know like yeah that you know people oh, yes yes i yeah yes i do uh, i am uh, you know aware of what would happen next mm-hmm. but i'm prepared with my answers for that so i really don't care much about that i have come a long way so yeah. i know how to tackle such crowd that is really great that is really great so yeah before we go ahead and talk about anything i would like to know a bit a bit about your family for your family strength who ever lives in it as a like what what you yes. know who is your family uh, so um, as you know i live outside kashmir so mm-hmm. it's just me and my husband and my two kids okay and uh, it's like of course me and my husband are there for each other he is my strength and i of course am his yeah so right. it's it, it's a blessing touch wood to have such a great partner you know uh-huh yeah that is because in such cases that support is very very important you know for the really, couple to really together and to deal with it together uh because when felicia my uh, daughter was diagnosed it was very difficult he uh, for him it was easier mm-hmm. uh, i suppose for men it is 
बट फॉर मी इट वॉज वेरी डिफिकल्ट यू नो टू हैंडल इट एंड आई वेंट इन टू डिप्रेशन आई हैव टू सीक ट्रीटमेंट आई डिड एक्चुअली गो टू स्पेशलिस्ट फॉर काउंसलिंग फॉर अ मंथ और टू एंड आफ्टर दैट इट वॉज मच बेटर आई फेल्ट येस आई वॉज रेडी टू टेक टेक ऑन इट Yeah, I mean, it's it's not easy to take such a shock, you know. No, it is not. It is not. And um, although I mean, um, my pregnancy was very uh, difficult. Okay. So, but we did expect uh, there would be something wrong. But yeah, after probably this is this was going to be my first question. So yeah, let's uh, kind of can we take a dive into your story? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Yes. So yes. the first question I would like to ask you: Tell me a bit about your pregnancy. You know, was it a regular one or a complicated one? Oh no, no, no! None of my pregnancies have actually been uh, regular. Mm-hmm. So my first one uh, also, which seemed regular, uh, it was the, it seemed okay with a little uh, difficulties here and there. Mm-hmm. But in the the moment I started with my eighth month, uh, things started getting really bad. and uh, they had to do a preterm delivery that time also that was for my first one and so when, ever you since, say, when you say bad can you can you kind of expand on it like what bad really happened uh it was like you know there were some complications uh, uh health wise mm-hmm. uh first of all there was uh, you know bleeding throughout which shouldn't happen mm-hmm. and uh, then my bp was uh, way beyond normal it mm-hmm. kept fluctuating one day it would be okay the other day it would be you know it shot out completely even with medication uh, and my weight went from double to triple okay so uh, i started my pregnancy at uh, 65 and i delivered at uh, close to 105 106 and it was not because i was eating too much because i couldn't eat okay so there was the complications but which went unnoticed at that time uh-huh. uh but only at the time of delivery when it uh, you know uh, was a preterm it had to be a preterm because of my high bp mm-hmm. i was referred to a specialist who was a high risk specialist and uh, i was going to a, a, a woman gynecologist uh, mm-hmm. during this time but in the end she said no the case is beyond me so i have to refer you to a specialist and he is a male so okay. my first reaction was like no i cannot go to a male yeah, yeah. because that's yeah. how we've been brought up right mm-hmm. yeah. uh, gynec being a male is like oh my god no <laughs> so but she said no see if you want to see your child and if you want to be uh, back on your feet you need to uh, there, you don't have a choice here Mm-hmm. so i was uh, from her clinic i was taken in an ambulance to this uh, male doctor and i was the moment i saw him i was you know floored by mm-hmm. how down to earth he was and he no, was no not. ordinary doctor okay he was a really he's supposed to be one of the best in india uh, for this uh, you know high risk uh, deliveries yeah could you please and, meet doctor it it is kind of important for the listeners to know Oh yes, yes, Doctor Prakash Mehta uh, okay. in Bangalore. Okay, and okay. Uh, he is just for any kind of. Uh, I mean, I have heard people, you know, call him God. I have actually heard people that okay. for us he is after God. He is the guy, and he is. Uh, I respect him highly. For me also, and ever since then, I had been going only to him. 
because of some or the other problem mm-hmm. and then when this happened uh, uh, you know i was pregnant with felicia mm-hmm. uh, i was very uh, fearful i was very frightened because i had already had two ectopic uh, pregnancies before this yeah and this was completely unexpected so he gave me the courage he said it's okay and from day one i was being monitored very well and he took all precautions whenever needed but he had made it very clear to me that it would be a preterm delivery because my bp again was very very high from day one but okay. they were just trying to you know stretch as far as they could so finally at uh, 32 weeks they didn't have a choice but they had to deliver and uh, it happened she uh, was until birth she seemed uh, absolutely fine but then uh, they came to know that her lungs are not developed so they yeah. had to put yeah. her on a ventilator so yeah that is what i wanted to ask when did you first notice your a change in your child and you, you know what were those changes you know how old was she okay so for changes actually uh, after she was born she was mm-hmm. on ventilator for two weeks okay uh, and then uh, we could get her home only after i think around three weeks uh, but initially we were told to take very good care because she was only 1.6 kgs when i got her home okay and uh, i was told up to two uh, up till she you know uh, gains uh, up to two kgs she needs to be taken really good care of and she was uh, put on special uh, uh, this milk formula and all that mm-hmm. and gradually things started improving she uh, you know started gaining weight and she was good and up to 6 months as such there there was nothing uh, that you know was not normal yeah yeah so uh, only thing that we noticed from day one is that uh, she had a slight squint in one of her eyes okay but the doctor said that you know a, a lot of kids have this and it goes away with time as they grow Uh-huh. uh the eyes become stronger and uh, the focus becomes better and then uh, it goes so we'll watch and up to 6 months uh, we didn't suspect anything at all mm-hmm. nothing it was mm-hmm. yeah because every uh, all milestones were hit on time okay. only after 6 months did we realize that something was not right because she was not you know sitting up by herself in the 7th month generally kids get up and sit sit yeah so if we made yeah so if we made her sit she would just fall off okay oh my god so uh, that was one thing that we noticed uh-huh. other than that uh, no other than that there wasn't anything actually that and yes the thing that we noticed from the beginning is that when we uh, changed her diaper okay uh, she was very stiff so it was very difficult to stretch her legs you know to make her wear that diaper oh my god so that was one thing that we noticed uh, mm-hmm. from the beginning that's it uh, but my uh, doctor my child specialist she uh, said let's watch uh, what happens as of now she seems to be okay so they didn't expect that there was anything you know uh, wrong because they had taken all precautions from their side mm-hmm. so until 8 months we didn't do anything but at 8 months when she was not sitting uh we were suggested to go in for uh, physiotherapy okay uh and that's when we started from uh, i think from around 9 months we started her physiotherapy and um, gradually then uh, we got her evaluated uh, with a development uh, specialist mm-hmm. who uh, said that yeah she is lacking behind in milestones so she referred to a neurologist 
uh, and then when we went to the neurologist uh, he again uh, said there's nothing wrong uh, that was in india that i went to a neurologist uh, she said he said no there's nothing wrong but uh, it happens to kids who are on ventilator for too long so it is just a delay she will uh, be there there's nothing so he didn't diagnose with cerebral uh, palsy mm-hmm. uh, but then in the us uh, the doctor the moment the neurologist saw she said no it is short short cerebral uh, palsy so she was diagnosed in the us with cerebral palsy actually yeah so and that's i would, I would, I would like to ask you one more question here uh, that you know you said complications did you have any other health conditions because of which the complications would arise uh, uh no not really uh, i mean there have not been uh, except for high bp uh, that too during my pregnancy i thought something there like hasn't been diabetes or something oh no 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 uh, okay. but i did have gestational diabetes uh, during my second pregnancy okay yes and i was on uh, insulin on and off okay so yeah. in the second pregnancy yes uh, and when i delivered uh, my first baby that time the doctor said it looks like that i had gestational diabetes because my child was very uh, heavy for the age mm-hmm. so she my elder one also was born at around 32 33 weeks uh, but she weighed 3.5 kg so for that age the baby was really very heavy so also the doctor suspected there was something you detected something in in his in her lungs you were saying uh, that was the second one yeah her lungs were not developed okay. at birth uh, that's why she was on ventilator for 2 weeks till she could breathe on her own okay okay So yeah, yeah the next question i would ask you is like what was your first reaction you know when you found out that something was really wrong uh until i was told uh, it's cerebral palsy hmm. uh I, i was okay because everybody said it's just a delay she'll catch up so it didn't really uh, matter right and uh, why it didn't matter matter because uh, my child was very active my child uh, you know would mingle very well mm-hmm. uh, so as as there was no other issue except for that she was not uh, standing like other kids her age would do or she mm-hmm. was not sitting by her own or she was not crawling around but that actually didn't uh, you know really uh, matter much to me i didn't think too much about it but until she was diagnosed with cerebral palsy and that why that affected me so much is because you know uh, what knowledge i had of it was just that you know when somebody has cerebral palsy they are totally uh, unable to do they are 100% dependent so yeah, that hit me hmm. yeah so okay. that hit me and yeah so that ignorance why i was affected was because i was ignorant had i had a little more knowledge about what it is hmm. uh, then maybe it wouldn't it would have you know uh, the reaction would have been different yeah so you But because of my ignorance so what was the reaction was it that you slipped into depression oh yes yes i um, i mean when the doctor told me i almost collapsed in the doctor's office only and i couldn't stop crying for days it was like very painful very you know dark mm-hmm. i couldn't stop crying for days and uh, obviously when when that happens you know you curse everything that you've yeah. done till then yeah. or you know it yeah. was like that then eventually um, when i was talking to my husband he said that if you need help let's seek help and then yes i went to a 
काउंसलर आई आई मीन वॉट डिड दे डू इन काउंसलिंग ऑल दे डेड वॉज लिसन टू मी लिसन टू मी सो इट वॉज लाइक आई वॉज ओपनिंग अप इन फ्रंट ऑफ समी एंड इट रियली हेल्प इट रियली हेल्प विद इन दंथ एज विद इन दंथ और टू आई वॉज ऑल रेडी टू फेस इट with the best part is that you had your husband's support oh yes yes that is i, I am blessed that's what yes i am blessed at least he's always been supportive he is i mean we share our uh, all the responsibilities he's a hands on dad yeah yeah that's that's so beautiful to know also how did your family and your extended family react you know what was the level of support because uh see people were not looking at the smeary society yeah. you know you don't expect yes, much yes. support so you will be surprised when we started the the therapies mm-hmm. what everybody told was why are you wasting money oh my god and uh, because she is absolutely fine some kids do things later it just uh, you know as in kashmiri they say ki uh paisho pohunch gaye mil zyada you know yeah you you have so much money that you're just flaunting it just the way you want honestly that is what kashmiris uh, are like and that is sad yeah that is sad that is very very sad very sad uh, yeah so the first thing was that but uh, uh, gradually they understood you know no it was required now today they accept yes what we did was actually right we didn't listen to anybody we did what we felt was right mm-hmm. so yeah so now they understand that and of course everybody uh, is there for us uh, my husband's parents my mom so they all whenever we need support all they can do is moral support because we are so far but yeah they always there they understand now they don't uh, you know uh, interfere or give their opinions about mm-hmm. because they've understood that they also don't have much knowledge so what we are doing is correct yeah that's that's so nice i mean initially there was no support but then they understood i mean support as in we didn't need any support but uh, uh, they didn't take it you know uh, in fact uh, some of them until this video came out didn't know that our child was diagnosed with uh, cerebral palsy oh they came God. to know only through that oh. and uh, and i think uh, i wanted it you know i wanted everybody to know because uh, they some people kept asking is she walking is she doing this so i wanted everybody to know this she will take her time to do what she has so Yeah, now everybody knows after I posted that video. Mm-hmm. Uh, until then, not everybody knew. Uh, yeah, I understand. Like this is how the society is, really. Yeah. So, yeah. This you you uh, expand a little bit on your you know most challenging aspect as a parent of a you know a parent of a special child. Um. Well, to be very frank, I personally you know haven't had. Uh, Uh, that much difficulty uh yeah. because mostly because you know i have very good health uh everything is sorted okay but what i see is you know there are people who are struggling because they are alone in it so when i see these cases such cases i feel uh, i feel really bad you know because this is something uh both the parents have to you know take care of mm-hmm. so you you i met a, a few people few ladies uh, i take my child for different therapies like she has her retinas also were not developed of that child 
as a child so uh, it took a while you know for her uh, mm-hmm. retinas to uh, come where it should be and apparently it happens in three term babies so i was not aware and uh, so she had a little vision issues also because of her uh, condition so we do vision therapy for her and uh, that's where i meet these uh, you know ladies who cry because their husbands feel you know it's a waste of money yeah so i i really feel for such people because and that's where i you know try and talk to them that they have to be strong until they Even are strong that is beautiful it's not going to help yeah it's not going to help their kids so so that's why i do a course in special education maybe you know i can help people who can't afford it uh, in so my beautiful. own way and that is so kind of you honestly i would love to do because not um, not everybody is fortunate enough you know Mm-hmm. i feel so thankful i feel so thankful that you know we've been blessed with enough uh we can um, i have a child with needs but i'm able to manage everything around her her therapies mm-hmm. there are there are people who can't afford you know yeah, i we see afford. at hospitals and yeah so i would definitely want to do something uh, in respect to that definitely my heart is set out for it it will take a little time but i'm hopeful uh, i should be able to you know work towards that that is lovely really uh, also yeah. how what was it that you know that has allowed you and you and your husband to handle all those seemingly devastating and challenging issues uh i think when you're on your own you don't have a choice right you have to face it uh-huh. uh um, it's like it's natural for uh, it happens naturally when you know you, there's nobody else to do it for you you have to get up and do it right and that's how it should be we cannot uh, you know just sit and sulk over it we have to get up and work we don't have a choice so you can say it's more like you know circumstances uh, we've learned that over a period that we have to get up face however hard it is mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's basically it's the nature the kind and it's the way we've been brought up you know i have always been that uh, uh kind you know who is ready to face although i am uh, very weak emotionally okay but then when it comes to fighting i do get up and do it uh, when i know that i have to get up and fight for myself i <clears throat> i am capable of that gives me the impression <clears throat> that you're strong ah um, yeah could be could be <laughs> you can say it kind of you know makes you strong you can say yes yes it yeah. does it does it so does. yeah if and we... now of course my child she is matlab she is uh, uh she forces you to you know do things she is so adamant so we don't have a choice if she is putting in so much effort we have to go with that yeah definitely also does she go to a school or do you homeschool her no no she goes to school okay. so when i got back from us my only worry was uh, because here it's not yet you know uh, it's taken as a disability is a taboo as i said yeah yeah so there isn't much awareness about it you know uh, i mean in school uh, uh, what i saw here is you know still uh, some parents are surprised that i put my child to school Mm-hmm. so what i asked them is why do you think i wouldn't put her to school so it's like they still think that you know disability is like your brain also doesn't work it's for, 
there has to be a lot of awareness created in india still you know for people to understand what disability is and yeah. how it should be dealt with so that is missing but i was fortunate enough you know to my uh, uh, put her to school who are so accommodating and who are uh, uh, they are doing a commendable job with uh, inclusive education so she goes to delhi public school north bangalore and uh, they are doing an amazing amazing job i feel blessed that you know i met the right kind of people yeah so uh, before the school authorities have been very supportive oh yes yes it's a 100% inclusive school uh, so there you know they they are taking such good care uh, she's not the only special child there there are a lot of special uh, kids and uh, in fact uh, i think one of their uh, kids topped uh, did really well in 10th board last year uh, okay so they're doing a very good job and they're inclusive 100% it's not like you know they keep uh, kids with special need in a different classroom no it's a uh, inclusive 100% inclusive setting. that is beautiful that is beautiful yeah so that the child doesn't yeah. feel isolated oh yes yes they're doing a really amazing job with it they are very good actually that's that's kind of good to know that's very good to know also uh, i would like to know that what are the steps that you have taken to break that emotional wall you know between your child you and your child so that she doesn't feel isolated uh no see uh, we she knows right what she is capable of okay. uh, and she is very strong i mean she is stronger than any one of us emotionally um she's uh, got so much love around her i, I feel uh, really blessed to have people around me who are uh, so understanding and who have made her feel so comfortable my friends here or the kids that she plays with you know mm-hmm. how they behave with uh, her behave around her so all of us together have made her understand that you know although she can't do certain things like other kids but that she is very good at some others so that's how it is and she has understood gradually she understands that earlier it was not a problem because obviously she was a baby yeah. but now with time she understands she'll ask uh, you know i'm still not walking but i will walk so that's how she you know encourages herself that's the real and spirit she's very and, adamant yeah and she's such a small child and such is the spirit oh yeah she has uh, some really good spirit that's true she is very very as i said very adamant so she keeps saying uh, next christmas i'll walk so i'm like okay right. good you we have a goal we'll work, you know work towards it that is so sweet so, that is so sweet so she is yes we are uh, surrounded by some really good people uh, but everybody is not you know uh, lucky so that's what i want to uh, you know create i want to tell parents who have kids with special needs firstly come out of that you know cocoon that they have yeah, yeah. Uh, formed around themselves we'll just come to that question so firstly i would like to ask you talk a little bit about the doctors you consulted and the therapies at large uh so as i said my gynecologist he is really really good uh, mm-hmm. dr prakash mehta and um, i feel you know thankfully i was with him from the beginning so uh, things got you know are not that bad i mean the doctor uh, you consulted for felicia yeah so for felicia uh, she goes for physiotherapy okay um, uh, with uh, dr nishi 
so and uh, we go to narayan netra uh, netralaya uh, that's a ice uh, hospital uh, okay. for uh, a vision therapy they again th- that's the first hospital in india uh, that is doing this kind of therapy you know uh, mm-hmm. they are doing a really really good job with uh, special needs kids and the vision uh, therapies that they, they are doing there so that is new to india and they bought it here uh, in fact some of the uh, foreign countries don't have that yet what they are doing here so that is really good mm-hmm. uh, so that's all that for felicia that's all that we do physiotherapy and vision therapy as of now she doesn't need and in between yes for a month or two uh, we got her uh, speech therapy because we felt she had a lot of words but she was not able to communicate so for some reason i was not able to help uh, her you know uh, technically how to connect and how to uh, form it so i thought it was best to let a speech therapist do what they are good at so i uh, got a speech therapist for two months and that really worked beautifully within two months she was like unstoppable yeah that's great so it's like uh, you know three therapies within therapy uh what was yes. the other uh, yeah within therapy uh what would the other therapy vision uh physiotherapy okay and then we did speech therapy for Now, within day. speech therapy and physiotherapy okay yeah so yeah also apart from the doctors and therapies as a mother you know what steps have you taken at an individual level to make your child you know not feel indifferent you know such that she, she, she doesn't feel isolated in any way like so we have to be here very or... normally with them right so yeah. when we uh, uh, over protect them uh-huh. when we over protect and you know make them feel that oh no you need this extra care because you're not capable or you can't do this yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that creates that uh, you know uh, maybe fear in them and yeah. uh, uh, that uh, thing in them that they are different yeah. so we never uh, and i missed out one therapy i'm sorry okay. uh, so we did this uh, it's called hippotherapy okay can you uh, expand a bit horse horse uh, it's horse riding basically okay uh, so it's very helpful with uh, this you know it uh, strengthens your uh, core mm-hmm. it works on all your muscles mm-hmm. so because of this pandemic we had to stop that otherwise she used to enjoy horse riding so we uh, took her uh, for that as well and that again is very very affordable here in india uh, abroad it is very very expensive so th- that was one thing that i felt was really helped her immensely that's good so coming to the yeah coming to the next thing that what we do differently around her we actually make her feel uh, normal like any other kid hmm. so that is first thing she is not overprotected uh, she gets scolded like my other child so she knows that you know even she has to follow rules and she has to do what she needs discipline you have to follow the same kind of thing you cannot give a special treatment to a special child yeah that's in true. that case they feel they feel that there is yeah, but of course you have to surround them with love lots and lots of love and make them you have to be very patient with them so do you involve her in activities something like uh, baking or something uh yeah whatever she wants to do she does uh if i'm doing baking for her then i might involve her but otherwise when i'm doing for myself no i keep her away because otherwise my work will never be done yeah yeah to be very frank yeah okay. otherwise yes she yeah she like you know 
tries to do things. Yes. We try involving her in whatever way. She wants to do some craft, we'll sit with her, make her do. Or uh, she's very independent that way. She doesn't like anybody helping her until she asks for help. A child with spirit, seriously. Yes. Real spirit. Uh, okay, yeah. The, the question would be like, what is the message you want to pass on to the uh, to you know to other mothers who are grappling with a similar situation? See, the first thing I tell everybody is acceptance. If you don't accept, mm-hmm. things are never going to work out. Never, because till you accept, there's a problem. How will you work on it? The first thing and which is lacking big time here is acceptance. I don't know why people feel, you know, uh, you won't believe it. Let me give you an example. So we conduct these workshops every week. Okay. Okay. Uh, we have a group for special need parents and okay. parents all across the world are in it. So uh, there's another parent by the name Meena. Okay. Uh, she uh, has created this group for vocational training. So all everybody who has some skill uh comes up with some class and every every day of the week there's a class for these kids to keep them uh involved in uh, things so i do baking and cooking classes once a week with them that's good so uh, i reached out on a kashmiri group only for that so that parents because there are a lot of parents there also would you know join in mm-hmm. so I, i had parents telling me i want to join the group but can you not share my name okay so yeah i i thought that to be very weird because see why should you be ashamed to you know tell people who you are mm. and of course in a in a whatsapp group it was not possible for me to hide because we all introduce ourselves when we uh, get somebody new in we expect them to introduce themselves as well so the first thing is that they need to accept so this gives me the impression that acceptance is really less Oh, very, very, very less. And um, I mean, I would, I, I was even more surprised that educated people okay. were not ready to accept. That is what. That is the first thing I think that needs to be worked on, and that is what you know I plan on doing. That um, to make people understand the importance of acceptance. And then next is early intervention. Okay. It is so important. It is so important. It can make a drastic difference. You know. Uh-huh. Uh, in how a ch- child turns out, because uh, up to the age of five, I believe, and what I've heard from all my therapists is a time when you know the, a lot of changes can be uh, introduced in the child with the help of therapy. And after that, it becomes a little difficult. So mm-hmm. if we waste that, it's like a golden period, right? And if we waste that, just imagine how unfortunate it is. so when somebody says i mean you're in that group as well when somebody says my child is not talking what should i do there are people saying oh it's okay my child talked at 5 and 6 but the thing is one child must be okay and not uh, and have uh, different reasons for not talking up to the age of 5 but the other child might need help so why waste four years and you know then seek treatment nowadays everything is uh, available there are there is a you know uh, if there's a problem there's a solution also for it yeah and uh, everything can be sorted so there are certain things that if caught can be dealt with very well so that is very important if you accept things you work on early intervention that is very very important and that should be done 
Yeah. Anything else you would like to tell those mothers? Yes. Be strong. Create a, a group for yourself. You know, just because you have a child with disability doesn't mean that you stop living. Mm-hmm. You have to till you don't enjoy yourself. You cannot, uh, you know, uh, transfer that happiness to your child. You need to be content in life. Enjoy. You don't. You cannot sulk all your life with with this that you know your child uh, was born with certain disabilities. You have to get up, face it, work towards it. Try your best to make your child as independent as possible, or as uh, you know. as much as is possible in any condition because all diagnoses are different uh, some mm. is more severe than the other so try try your best rest whatever has to happen will happen, will happen. we cannot change that yeah. all we can do is what is in our hands let let's work for that let's work yeah that's that's that so the best i would tell to such parents is you know make a group for yourself connect to people who make you comfortable uh, you know make 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 your surrounding good and ignore all negative people all negative people who don't encourage you or people who you know pull you down just stay away from whatever is I, the case only surround yourself with good thoughts good people people that make you happy and deal with your situation that's so beautiful of you to say that i mean uh, what 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 have been your concrete learnings with respect to being a mother as a, of a special child um i have to say that i have become so patient mm-hmm. i uh, i used to be a really impatient uh, hot-headed person okay uh, that i have toned down i have cooled down and my child teaches me so much each day you know it is a whole uh, different uh, the other day me and my husband were talking and he's like uh, what would you change about your life i said i swear nothing not even the fact that i have a child with uh, disabilities no because uh, she has brought so much happiness into our life she changed her life so much so there's no way i would like to change that also she's made me patient calm i have i'm a whole different person than i was 5 years 6 years back yeah so you you don't feel like you know you don't want to change anything nothing nothing at all i wouldn't any other concrete learnings apart from this yeah as i said that uh, you have to get up for yourself and do things yourself you cannot wait for somebody else to come and do them for you so mm-hmm. what i have learned is that we have to face everything work towards something set a goal forget about the results till we achieve them we have to try irrespective of results i i really appreciate i really appreciate your courage thanks a lot thank you so yeah. much thank you thank you thank you for those majid for your time thank you for talking to me it was really lovely to have a chat with you i mean i appreciate your courage to come forward i again appreciate your courage to come forward and talk about it and creating such awareness in people Thank you so much Thank for your you time so again. Much. Thanks a lot for having me and I hope uh, people who listen to this can you know pass it on uh, like a chain reaction pass <laughs> yeah, things on create awareness. I would really love that. I would really love that. And thanks for having me here uh, and giving this platform you know to speaking about this. 
I feel I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank, Thank you. you for being here. Also, I'm looking to connect. If you have a story that helps heal, inspire, helps heal and inspire others, please connect to me at my email, lifehappensforrealpodcast at the rate gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in.